and welcome to another fantastic edition of the Photography Bar podcast. I'm Mark and as always I am joined by Cam and Sarah. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm very well thanks. You sound a little bit croaky there Mark and I know Sarah you've got the sniffles haven't you as well? Just a little bit yeah. Yeah so uh, as, a, as a slight well we'll, t- we'll say what we're going on about our podcast. This is amazing because this is the first bit of work I've been able to do for a while. Um, <laughs> actually talking to people as well is quite a novelty uh, but yes so on this podcast um before I got the dreaded lurgy, uh, me and Sarah did a bit of Canon uh, reviewing. Um, so that will be coming on um, a little bit later. But I just thought I'd have a quick chat about the situation. Um, it's been a, it's been about a year now, I think, since we've had to worry about lockdowns. And was it a year and a half, something along those lines now? Nice. Since we've had to worry about lockdowns and, and all that kind of stuff. And actually, it might be two years now. Um you know, and it was very much the case at the time that when you got COVID, you couldn't go out and all this kind of stuff. Um, this is the third time I've contracted COVID. Um, and this time it's because my wife had it and I got it from her. Um, the previous two times I had it and my wife never had it. Um, so this is the first time she had it and I've had to. Now, she was actually, when when she um, when she had it, her work policy with it is if you feel okay, still go in. Now, she works in a pharmacy, and um, mm. although she was masked up, she was still speaking to people, you know, customers and whatever. Um, as a wedding photographer, though, I don't think I could get away with that. I mean, I know I was second shooting for you over the weekend, and um, I obviously had to cancel that. Luckily, I had an inkling this might happen because Nat had it before me, um, and I sort of gave you a bit of a heads up. But um, there's no way I could have been at a wedding with a mask on because I had COVID surely I mean what what are your thoughts and then of course Sarah you, you've got a bit of a cold at the moment and it might be yeah. that you've, you you might feel actually worse than I do um, well, generally I feel fine I just have a yeah. lot of snot not um, <laughs> and I have two young kids and I take it from that and no I didn't test if I had COVID because yeah. I feel perfectly fine other than a runny nose yeah well, well I mean Oh, carry on, Cam. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to. Sorry, I was going to jump on to what what you were saying, Mark. Really, obviously, you know that we were shooting a wedding together at the weekend, um, and you had to couldn't do it last minute. And now, luckily, we are set up as a team, so we have backup. We work as a a team together. So, if you're a wedding photographer, we're going to come on to this. You know, what what are you going to do in that situation if your yeah. second shooter isn't available, or you have got COVID and you're the main shooter? Serious stuff, actually, very serious. So, yeah. and also, obviously, we've got a shoot um, in London on Tuesday and Wednesday, and you're not able to do that. Um, mm. Again, another one of the team is going to cover, so it's not an issue. Okay, it's mm. not a problem for us. However, you know, as a as an independent photographer who you know relies on an income if you don't have backup or backup that is going to do the the shoot as you need it to be done who works in the same style who's maybe you know you might be it might be one it may it might well be your top client it might be you know uh, the client that you rely on that you get most of your work from and and you've got COVID and you can't cover that and somebody else goes out and and does the job you know you need to know that that person's going to do the right job for you yeah and that's a huge worry it is and and i think you know and obviously all, i mean like i said we, we had a bit of an early warning because my wife had it and chances are i was going to get it um so we we did have those things in place but it's more about 
I don't know where we are as a society with it. So like, like I said, my wife could have gone into work. She actually felt quite ill, so she couldn't go in in the end. But if she was feeling well enough, she could go in. Now, I feel well enough. I could shoot a wedding today. I feel well enough to shoot a wedding today. But I have COVID. And I don't know where the morals are with this. Because Could you not speak to your clients and say, look, I still test myself for COVID. I've come out positive. What's your view? And well, I can take I, all the necessary precautions. A lot of it will be outside or whatever it is and just have a discussion with them. Well, I, I, the thing is, right, I did uh, in, in a certain way. I, I had an appointment when my when my wife um, got COVID. I actually had an appointment that day and I, I spoke to them. I said, look, my wife has got COVID. I haven't. Are you okay still to continue? And actually, she came back to me. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got a sort of certain health issues, and I want to postpone. And I didn't even have COVID. You know what I mean? At that point, I was still testing negative. Um, but generally, her, that that the client's point was, yeah, you haven't got it yet, but chances are you're going to get it, and you could be in early signs, and you just haven't tested positive for it yet, which was correct. Um, so I think. If, if I just had the flu, I was feeling a bit, you know, unwell. I don't think anyone would mind. <laughs> but we don't test ourselves to, for flu, do we? We don't well, go, no. I've definitely got flu because I've done a little test. Hmm. Yeah. So, but-, but even if you did, would people mind you still working? COVID has this special thing at the moment because hmm. obviously the lockdowns. Yeah, because it's new. People yeah, but also we were locked down sometimes. for a year, hmm. you know. Um, okay, so what I was going to say was aside from that we know that the, the policy it's all it's all very open isn't it that's basically what you're saying isn't it <laughs> so this this is what it says right uh, i looked it up um and this is what it says on the government website it says basically uh if you have covid19 you should try to stay at home that is it <laughs> there is nothing else i mean we have to live with it now it's not going anywhere oh i completely agree i completely agree but there is still this sort of perception of it that if, especially when you're doing event photography, family photography, um, wedding photography, which is what I do. If I'm getting close to babies and the client knows I've got COVID, I don't think they would be very happy about it. Mm. Okay. So this is what I think that, that should happen. Okay. Aside from everything morally. Yes. Okay. If you test positive, yes, the right thing to do is to stay in because the thing is, is, you know, we, we, you know, uh, you know, I would have been sitting with you in a car, yeah. Um, and then obviously, going to the societies, know, which I've got you know. my mother-in-law, my mum. They're both elderly. Mm-hmm. It was Mother's Day yesterday. I saw yeah. both of them. Okay, and, and and the greater picture when you think about that. Okay, yeah. now let's move this right as actually working photographers and videographers here. Mm. Okay, so the first thing that everyone should be doing right now, right after listening to this podcast, is saying right. I've got work booked in. Okay. These are the shoots that I've got booked in, or this is the potential work. This is times that I, I'm, I should be getting work is to go through your list of contacts, professional contacts of photographers. Now, some of you are going to be thinking, I haven't got any, I don't really know anyone. I yeah. work on my own. I'm an independent. I don't really know anyone. If, if I may though, Cam, that's only mm. half the problem because obviously we, we, we did that mm. for obviously my second shooting for you. So I mm. work for you. I'd have my own weddings as well, which mm. I've, sorted some people to take over for me mm. but it's cost me money so yeah. i've had to employ an extra photographer for mm. a wedding to cover which mm. i was going to do yeah okay so that's cost me an extra what 300 quid or whatever it is for for, for that yeah. day 
Um, I was also down to do second shooting for you, which I can no longer do. I've actually lost out on money there. Mm, exactly. Not, your clients are fine. Your business is fine. And mm. that, that's good. You mm. know, there's no, but I've actually lost out. I've probably mm. lost about two grand mm. because of this COVID thing already mm. in, in about a week and a half. Mm. Um, but if I just had a really bad cold and mm. feeling a lot worse than yeah. I feel now, mm. um, I'd, I'd have been able to have done all of that and, and, and not had that money you know take yes yeah. so we know that you with you having um covid um you could have gone out okay and 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 done and you didn't need to say anything i, I could have I, done could, it, okay? I didn't have to say anything legally no. i don't have to no. exactly okay don't so morally have to test if you don't want no, to exactly. i know, I know. So, mor- so morally we know that you could have gone and done that wedding because you were physically fit and able to go and do the wedding okay okay so let's so you could have done that okay but but you chose to test and you chose not to do the wedding because you you took that moral responsibility of saying, I'm not going to do it because I feel I have a moral responsibility. OK, yeah. that was the situation. But you were well enough to you could have gone out and shot them. I think maybe not on that Saturday. I mean, I was feeling pretty ropey on the Saturday, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. But today I feel absolutely fine. <laughs> sure. OK, so let's just say that. The photographers now can completely ignore what we've been saying and they can say, well, I'm just going to go and do it. Anyway. I'm not going to bother testing. OK, right. That's that's one scenario. You can go and do it. You're not breaking any laws. You're free to go and do it. OK. Or you can do what you did, Mark. OK. And then you say, OK, well, look, I, I'm going to have to take that hit and I'm going to have to lose out on on earnings. OK. So you decided to make that decision. OK. Um, and the the. I suppose the then the other scenario is that you get somebody if you're the business owner okay yeah. you need to find somebody to cover for for either yourself or that other person mm. now yes in some cases it, it is going to cost the business owner um more but hey that is business in general yeah, okay? yeah. you know right. you're going to be paying you know and uh you're going to be some jobs are you don't make any money on them some jobs you make a little bit and some job you think wow that was really worth doing so as a business owner yeah you you, you, you take those hits you mm. know that that's absolutely fine but but my main thing is 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 making sure that everybody out there that's listening to this who is a working photographer actually has adequate cover in place has a number of people that that they can call on in case they get covid and it's not just covid it could be any emergency it could be any reason right that why where you can't do where you can't do a shoot okay Mm. for whatever reason it is an emergency comes up and you can't do it now you can lose a client just but you know you may have you know you might have been this your client's preferred photographer for 10 years but somebody else goes in and does the shoot let's just say you say to your client, I'm sorry, I can't do the job. I've got COVID. I'm unwell. I'm not going to do the job. You leave it to that client to find another photographer themselves. They find somebody and they think, wow, that photographer is really good. We're going to use this person from now on. You potentially lost that client. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. But not every photographer is in that position. No. A lot of photographers are basically jobbing photographers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that won't help them at all. No. And but or you're the photographer say, look, I'm not well, I can't do the job or an emergency's come up. Don't worry. There's a photographer that's going to be there that you yeah. have sorted somebody who's going to do a yeah. really good job for you. Absolutely. And it's going to represent you. Business away. Yeah. And yeah. represent you really well. The mm. client still invoices you. You're just another. You, they've, they've got a photographer, you yeah. know, but they're going to come back to you. Mm. 
So it's hugely important. I can't emphasize how important it is for every single one of you that's listening out there is that you need to start trawling through contacts. And if you don't have any contacts, start making contacts because yeah. here's one thing that I don't think that you should do. And, and, I, and I've fallen foul of this. I fell foul of this during COVID is to find somebody on Facebook. Yeah. Cover yeah. something for you. Okay. I won't get into why and what happened, everything, but it was just one of those things, right? It wasn't huge important, but it was just one of those things. But do not go on to a social media group and think that you're going to find a photographer. You will find a photographer very, very easy. Yeah. You could go on and find a photographer to cover your shoot for you within less than 60 seconds. But you have, and if you don't know who that photographer is, no matter what their bio is, no matter what their website looks like, no matter what it, whatever it is, you don't know that photographer. And really, is that photographer's work that you're seeing online really that photographer? And can that photographer cope with the shoot that you're actually doing? Well, this is where uh, things like that society's uh, show that you guys went to um, last week. it's it's so important because you mm. do meet people and i find like you say if you meet someone on social media they can say anything they can be anybody you don't know um uh, when you meet people at these shows you 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 get the cut of their jive don't you basically mm. you, you yeah you, you understand you know I, i'm i'm pretty good or oh, this guy's a chancer or this guy's actually really good um or girl whichever um and uh, guys means everybody. guys means everybody oh, yeah, right. we it? said yes. that yeah i know some people don't but anyway um but yeah uh so that that is definitely important um, a question for you guys though um if when do you think that the the, the the covid thing will 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 not be an issue so if i got covid next this time next year would I still be going through this? How how long is it going I to be before? It's down to the individual because me personally, I'd come sit in a room with you and it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I yeah. don't have a concern over it, but I don't have pre-existing health conditions or anything like that. Oh, I'm that's pretty it. confident yeah. that I would be okay. Would you be that happy? For me, yeah. not other people, obviously. Okay, but here's a question, because both of you are, are parents. So it, go way back when, when your kids are really young, and let's say COVID was a thing, and I I phoned up and said, look, I've got COVID. Um, I've got a family shoot with you tomorrow. Um, are you happy for me to shoot you, or, or are you not? What, what what would you think? If I'm getting close up to, you know, your kids to pose them or, or do all the things they need to do. If it was me, I'd reschedule. You would reschedule, Cam, and Sarah? I, I, I don't know if I can answer it in all honesty because I do see it as an extent that kids need to be exposed to germs in order to toughen them up a little bit. I'm a bit yeah. off in, in, in that no, manner. And I agree with that, but this is COVID. Um, because I guess no, if it was a cold... It's no, it's no different from, in my opinion, I have to keep reminding myself of this, that it's no different from them being around somebody who's got flu or cold. And in those circumstances... I would say it was down to the individual who has it and how well they are feeling and how much they're potentially coughing and spluttering all over the place yeah. or whether they're just feeling a little bit run down. And I would have to judge it on that circumstance yeah. rather than just saying it's COVID. No, yeah. I would have to assess them a little bit, a bit more. But it's very difficult to do that over the phone, I guess, because that's what it would be, wouldn't it? It'd be a phone call. Uh, but it's interesting because, Cam, you said, no, I'd reschedule. And, Sarah, you're a bit more open to it. Um, I guess I think, maybe in a few years' time, people will probably be a bit more open to it, I think. Um, yeah. And I hope so, because I feel I feel more annoyed 
the nil. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? That I can't yeah. go out and work. It's yeah. really annoying me. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, I think people are just generally a bit more aware now. If you if you hear somebody sneeze, you're that much more conscious now. People are that much more conscious. There are still going to be people that are going to be sneezing, and and I know that for a fact that since you know I covid for the first one and only time november 2021 and since then I, you know as you know we've been to shoots and events where literally there have been thousands of people at those shoots yeah. and not just once we're talking several multiple yeah. times okay at least so, one of those people I've, I've, right. I've, so i know uh, that we, we've yeah. been around people with covid multiple <laughs> yeah. times but you know again just coming back to it and sort of finishing off is just to say guys you know, start making, start networking, start finding photographers, get this in place because, and moving forward as well, you know, you need to, you need to start thinking because if you can't do a shoot, you break your leg or whatever, all right, you know, and you can't do a shoot, you need to, you need to have a, a small network of people that you can rely on that can cover for you. And then that won't affect your business. No risk upsetting the client, losing the client. If I phoned up, you know, the wedding that we've got this weekend, if I said to the clients, look, I've got COVID, I'm really not well, I'm not going to do the shoot, you know, but don't worry, everything's sorted. That's that's all they want to hear. They don't want yeah. to be put into panic mode. I'm sorry, I can't do the wedding. Well, I've got COVID. Mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying there, Cam. You've got to go and find a photographer. There's a lot of job in photographers who can't do that, who are working for people like yourself, like, you know, mm. and and I think that's where my gripe is because I've you know for my stuff I can postpone mm. a, a thing or you yeah. know if it's a family shoot that's no problem or I can I can get people to cover the weddings that I do that's absolutely mm. fine I get that but the thing that's kind of annoyed me really is is the stuff I do the freelance stuff I do for other people yeah because I do that as well it all makes up my income that's the stuff that actually gets really threatened by this yeah i think that's and, what i'm talking about i think if you're the i'm talking about from a business owner's point yeah of view. but i'm talking about from a photographer's point of view yeah uh, someone who who works for x y and z yeah. and a freelance you know because we're freelance we, we don't get sick pay no exactly um, that's right yeah. you know yeah. and and it and like i said you know you, you can lose a lot of money yeah. by by not being that the the fact that i couldn't do saturday is we put all the things in place your clients are fine your business is mm. fine but i'm not <laughs> yeah, and, and it's because i got covid and not a really bad cold if i had a really bad cold i'd have been shooting on saturday and yeah and unfortunately that's, that's the frustrating thing yeah and i totally agree with you and and um what we've got is we've the the, the problem that we have is and we're not just talking about photographers we're talking about any type of freelancer any freelancers yeah. are not protected so if you do decide to become a freelance photographer if you are doing that you got to realize that if that's going to be your career you're going to have very very little backup yeah. support it's not there have it's, a backup fund as well yeah i think exactly. that's a that's the thing i mean i i do have a backup fund which yeah. is which is good exactly um, that's right but you yeah. have that backup fund um because you need to cover yourself for things like this yeah especially right. this time yeah. of the year as well because we haven't been flush with work i mean we've, we've all been okay but yeah january february are generally the slow very seasonal yeah. the source uh, yeah they're, it's it's they're slow months so yeah yeah <laughs> it's just annoying okay guys right we are going that's to enough of that right yeah. to uh canon okay again you know we're, we're very proud that canon send us products for review yes and uh, come on nikon we want to okay. review some of your stuff <laughs> yeah. as well come so on okay our next canon product review so uh, i know guys you two really got your hands on um the two cameras and and lenses and the kit they very very kindly sent us yes um and i had them for uh you know a matter of hours but i still you know it was it was long enough for me to give them a a, a, a bit of a testing so um 
guys, you know, uh, t- tell us what it was, Mark. You, Mark, you're our canon expert, aren't you? You're the resident <laughs> canon expert on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't say much, Cam. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Let's see our okay. opinions of, of, of so, canon. And what, what, what did we review? Okay, so we were looking at the R7 and the R10. Um, neither of these I'd necessarily call a professional camera, so I wouldn't shoot a wedding with either of these. Um, so I would probably put these on the market. I mean, when I was working for Jessup's, this was the, the prosumer market. So it's not just a point and shoot bit more involved than that um it's the sort of camera that you know a hobbyist would use um but a hobbyist that would probably want a smaller camera because they were both APS-C so therefore the cameras were um a lot a lot smaller um but just going on just a, a few basic stats here the differences between the two cameras um so uh the R7 first of all um uh, retails around well, this this kit came with the 18 to 150 millimeter lens, um, which is obviously the APS-C standard. So it's about a 24 to, I don't know, 24. It's actually quite a long lens, but yeah, uh, it starts at 24 anyway to probably about a 180, something like that. Um, but it retails at about 1,400 pounds. Um, it has a um, effective pixels of 33 megapixels sensor photo detectors of 34 megapixels um APS-C as discussed and it does have the two card slots um uh, th- these are basically the main difference between the two um the R10 was 24 mega effective megapixels um sensor photo detectors was 26 megapixels APS-C again only has the one card slot um, and retails at about 900 quid, including an 18 to 45 mil lens, which is probably about a 2470 lens in normal speak. Um, other than that, the stats were quite similar, weren't they, Sarah? They were, yeah. Um, I think for me, when looking at them, I say the R7 was quite similar in weight to the R6. Do you remember? I, except the R10 was obviously quite a bit lighter. Yeah. Um, I would say the R7 is sort of, a slight bridge between amateur to early professional in a way yeah it's sort of not quite into the full amateur bracket it's still a little bit more than that in my mm. opinion um but yeah it's obviously having two sd slots for one you yeah know, you have it's a good sign isn't it there. i think that the thing that was interesting to me is the filters that he actually has <laughs> on the camera I did find this a little bit odd so because obviously we've had this discussion about sort of the thing you want to see on your camera that is on your phone yes we did speak about this so you know it has um what is it it was toy camera setting fisheye grainy water painting all of these things which I found really strange to have on there because would you not just do that in post-production if you really wanted it or use a fisheye lens? Well, I suppose uh, we can't have it both ways. We're asking these things like to camera and then they put it on and then we say, well, we'd do that in post-production. We probably would because we're pros, but maybe yeah. maybe the general public wouldn't and they just want to play about with it. I don't know. Yeah, there was those other settings as well, though. So um, it had child mode and then sports mode. <laughs> well, and yeah, the- sports mode is a regular thing. the two right? was exactly the same. So yeah. we didn't really see much difference in those particular modes, should we say. But there was a definite difference in the vibrancy of colours between the two. 
Yes, they're worse, wasn't there? I mean, the R7 did perform a little better than the R10 in a lot of these yeah. things. Also, I thought with the the higher ISOs, I think the uh, R7 was a little bit better, but not yeah. by much. And that's probably, that was probably to be expected because they're both APS-Cs, aren't they? I think that the one time, well, there was, sorry, I say there was two things, should we say, actually. So the R7 has the sensor cover shut down when you turn the camera off. Yes, it does. Is a lovely bonus. It protects it that little bit when you're changing lenses. The R10 yeah. didn't have that. No. Um, and then the other thing, the batteries are different. They had different yes. types of batteries. So the R10 battery is different shape altogether, um, doesn't last quite as long. So the R10 is working on an IP-E17. It's got about an hour and a half yeah. battery life. And then the R7... The same as the R6 that you get in the R6 Mark II is the LP E6NH, which has got two and a half, two yeah. hours, so it's yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a slight differences on how long it's going to work and does. And you can see just from the battery size itself, you know, the, the R10 yeah. battery was smaller, squarer, you know, evidently yeah. already got less power in it. I also noticed when we were like playing around with these cameras, um, I was very much more with the R10, more up for just using the viewfinder. Sorry, the the screen rather yeah. than the viewfinder. Yeah, we Whereas, instantly weren't putting it to our face. We were yeah. using the screen on the back to sort of hold it out and and see yeah. what we're doing. Bit Which out I, of style. <laughs> yeah, but with the R7, I was more likely to use the viewfinder, which which was a strange. Yeah, it instantly happened as well. And we both acknowledged it separately, I would say. Um, that 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 was instantly how we wanted to work with those cameras. And was it the R7 that had that tilt shift effect? They they both did, I believe. Which oh, was they both the, did. Was it the miniature effect, they call it? The miniature effect, that was it. I was trying to look through my notes and find out which one it was. The miniature effect. So it's basically just tilt shift. Um, yeah. And why I don't just call it that, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. But that is something that was a phone. I've seen that on phones. And, yeah. And it's now come on to, well, tilt shift's obviously an old school thing, but I have seen it on phones. And then, yeah. Um, so, I mean, what, what did you, I mean, what did, you had a quick play with them, Cam. I mean, what, what did you think? I did. I thought, um uh, the, the bigger of the two the r7 yeah you know picking it up it, it felt like a proper camera you know it yeah. felt like oh yeah i've got my hands on the camera here you know yeah. um you know I, I knew that they weren't going to be the same as say something like the r6 or something like that but um the smaller one was um it just it it just felt too much of a uh, too much of a downgrade almost yeah. you know, do you remember all... the bridge cameras do you yeah, remember exactly. the bridge cameras yeah. exactly that i would say yeah. yeah okay so so my first thought was if somebody says to me and this is without using it okay um can you recommend a camera for me for me to buy okay so mm. I, i'm very familiar i'm although i'm now a canon shooter i'm more familiar with the nikon range still because i haven't been a yeah. nikon shooter for so many years mm. so with the classes that that um that we run if someone says i want to buy a camera i want to do a photography course what camera would you recommend and i normally say something like we're not talking mirrorless here we're just talking dslr here i'll yeah. say something like the nikon d1300 something like that whatever their current one is it used to be the 3200 3300 i'm yeah. not sure what what the current one is okay remind me what's the sensor size on that uh that 
is um that's not full frame that's oh, sorry, it's aps yeah. yes yeah. it is yeah okay now with that camera it's a really good camera to learn from so when i opened up the box and saw these two cameras i thought okay right so let, let me turn this on am i, am I going to recommend this to because certainly the smaller one of the two are um uh, the R10. okay i thought okay so is this something that i would recommend to somebody to buy who wants to start out doing photography and uh, and certainly when you hold it not necessarily because it felt too small it just felt yeah. too it just felt too sort of bridge camera point yeah, bridge and camera. Shoot type of and thing just to tell our clients just just in case people aren't sure what a bridge camera is i don't even know if they still make them but basically you had when i was working for jessers which was sort of late 90s early early noughties um you would have like your point and shoots like your digital Ixis and and all that kind of stuff and then you had obviously the the dslrs and then you had this thing called a bridge camera which was basically a bigger version of a point and shoot but it had a really long lens on it some of them lenses not always not always with the bridge oh, okay yeah not always some some you could i think some of them had like lens adapters i think it was the powershot g range you could put like a telephoto adapter on top of the lens and, and things like that but generally you couldn't change the lenses mm. um which is the main difference between the r10 and what the bridge cameras used to be um but yeah, so that's I, what a bridge camera was. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually don't like the bridge cameras. No, I never uh, did either. <laughs> I, I, I've never got on with them, never liked them. When somebody comes on to one of our courses and says, shows me a bridge camera, I thought, oh no, because do you know what? They're so difficult to work out, some of those bridge yeah. cameras. Now, so jumping on to, um, sorry, going back to the R10, I think it's, uh, what, what did it retail again at, uh, Mark? The, uh, R10? the R10 was about 900 quid, I think. Yeah, okay. 899, uh, yeah. generally. Okay, so, so um, that body if, only or with the lens? That's with the lens. So if somebody um, given me the... If oh, somebody, no, beg your pardon, beg your pardon. No, it's uh, an extra 100 quid with the lens. Okay, so the images I shot from it, which, which is really what it comes down to, okay, I, I was very happy with. Colour looked good, seemed to work quickly enough. The thing is, it doesn't focus, but I'm so used to using more of a pro level camera. So you immediately expect that 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 instant focusing, you know, and so you've got to yeah. accept it for what it is. And there was you... a strange ad, like if you wanted to change your eye focus, you had to use like this box. Right. And now then I didn't go over the eye. Right, Did you okay. know? Whereas so with the R7, you can flick it like you can with the R6. Mm. Yeah. So, so with that, um, I thought to myself, oh, is it, is it, does it, does it want that, that price bracket? I, you know, I wasn't sure, but I was basing that on the way that the camera actually felt. The images that were shot was, I was perfectly happy with. And again, as I said, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Now, you know, if you're going to give it to somebody starting out in photography, they'll probably be very happy with it. It's small, it's light, fits in a bag, all of those things. So it's got lots of pros. Now, the R7, on the other hand, you know, is I felt that, yes, it feels like a bulky camera for what it is. It's it's not full frame. OK, so mm. it, it doesn't feel like a one of the R6 or something. So you take it for what it is. Now, I think that that's a really, a, a, a really good, re, really good camera for those people who don't want to go to full frame, don't have the budget to go full frame, don't want to go into all that. I think this, the R7 could be the camera that hits it just right because it, yeah. it has it has that bit of bulk it's got everything that you need it's you know i was i was trying to shoot very quickly with it and it seemed to handle trying to work very quickly with it it seemed to handle things in low light very well and as i said i only had it for a matter of hours really um but i felt i was sort of putting it through its paces i noticed it's got oh no yeah one little feature it's got multiple you can shoot multiple um stack images 
yeah. which I thought was quite good yeah. uh, as, a, as a little feature. I don't know whether mm. many people would actually ever really use that, but other than to experiment with. But it's there. But I, but I just felt that it was, it, it looks to be like a good all round camera for people that don't, that want to spend a decent amount on a camera, but don't feel that they have the experience or the knowledge or the need to, to really spend the money for a full frame. Really, that's where I'm at with it. And I think Canon have got that one right. I really do feel mm. that they've got the R7 pitch just right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think the R6 body only is. Well, it depends if there's an offer on, but it's let's say for argument's sake, it's about two, three. Yeah. I think it's around that area. It could be two, yeah. five. I got yeah. it for two, but that was because it was on a deal. Um, and this is for the body only, it's 1349 for the R7. So there is a marked difference in price there. Mm. Um, and in fact, I got my prices wrong earlier. It's actually 1700 with the lens. Um, yeah. And but, do you know what? But I think that's a lot of money to spend just generally for most people that are yeah. looking. You, 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 but it's you quite know. a lens, though. It's an 18 to 150 mil. Mm, yeah, that's so right. That's, yeah. It's yeah. Quite, quite a big range there. Yeah, that's right. But I think people, you know, people that are thinking of, of you know, who's going to buy, who's it aimed at? Okay. I think mm. it's aimed for. Um, not us. Want, it, it's not <laughs> aimed at us. No. However, saying that, though, Mark, could it make okay a useful backup could it make a useful backup no, in an emergency no. okay right I not not, not for me still stick with the dslr yeah it? yeah and not for me hit mpb site and pick one up secondhand yeah mm, yeah, yeah. No, i yeah. think because it's not full frame i think that's the yeah. uh the the reason why I, I i'd be hesitant at that but like i said it's not it's not for us this is the sort of camera i could imagine my dad's taking on holiday with him um uh, either one of them actually it's it's that sort of camera which is it's a great camera for people who just want to take that little bit more interest in it mm. because there's no reason you know it's it's what 1349 for the body on the r7 i mean there's no reason why you couldn't buy an rf you know a really good rf lens on for it or, or you know yeah, an and l lens something like that actually that's a really good point because that's a really good way because you know the lens matters you know yeah it's all about the glass as they say they do you know all right it's about the glass now you know once you've really got your head around the camera and you know how to use it you could really maximize that by by, by spending more on a really good quality lens yeah um but i think yeah i, I, I like that the, the r10 I'm really, it, it shoots perfectly good images. Um, yeah. I think it's, it is a lot of money to spend for what it is. I think it is. I think if it was a couple of hundred quid less, I think I'd. It's, it's be, purely because yeah. it's that mirrorless aspect, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, that's, you're paying for the technology side of it, but yeah. not really yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but w w regardless which one you get, it's Canon. They're both well-made cameras. Um, it's it's really good to to jump into that mirrorless. It's a good step into the mirrorless market as well. Mm. You know, if you're a hobbyist, if you're looking to buy your, buy your first camera because you want to take it seriously, you know, the I think the R7 could be really good. Mm. The R10, I'm not so sure on if you really want to start taking things professionally. No, not at all. Well, uh, I'd say that with the R7 as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but a good travel camera. You know, if you're really yeah. not fussed, you know, I think one of the, actually where the R10 would be useful is if you are a photographer and you take and you really know your camera's what you're you're a working professional, mm. okay, and you wanted a camera that you weren't bothered whether it got bashed a little bit or whatever, but you wanted something really small but 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 up more yeah. a much higher spec than say a phone or something. You're going to go on holiday. 
and you weren't fussed if it got scuff marks, shall we say, in that type yeah. of thing. You weren't going to be overly precious with it, not bashed about, little scuff marks and yeah. things. You wanted a, you want a camera, you want to go on holiday, you want to take some half decent pictures, just unlike the R10. Would probably, it, yeah, would, would probably fine. fit the bill for that, yeah. you know. So, yeah. um, but uh, and it was almost a pancake lens on there. It was, it? wasn't it? That's right. Yes, almost a so, real narrow lens. And, and, and I'm sure if you do you remember, Sarah? We were trying to turn it on. We couldn't realize why it wasn't switching on, and we had to flick the lens rounds for it. To... Yes, yeah. So it had like this extra. Uh, maybe that's because it doesn't have the sensor cover, or something. maybe I don't know. But yeah, it's almost like you'd have to turn the body on, but then also turn the lens on as well, um, which we did keep forgetting. There yes. was another thing as well, though. It had the uh, autofocus and manual focus switch on the body of the camera rather than on the lens. I don't yes. think it was that cam. Oh, I, did, I didn't know. I can't remember. Yeah, rather <laughs> than on the lens. Yeah. Uh, so it was almost like. No, we'll have Nikon do it, you know, when they have the, the switch actually on the body. Yeah, it was just that one little thing. And I was like, oh. Because I'm so used to it, you know, Canon cameras, it's on the lens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to search for it. I was like, Where's, why is it? Which would suggest to me it's not a USM lens, maybe. And maybe that means you can't put the uh, the other lenses the on there. Yeah. The maybe. RF lenses. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that. We didn't test yeah. it. But, um... That's right. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's great to review these products. And, uh, you know, we've got some great cameras coming from some great gear coming from uh, Canon. Uh, uh, you know, we've been in they've been in touch and uh, we've got some of the, yeah. the, the, the pro level cameras that we're going to be uh, reviewing on the show as well. So some some really good stuff that we're re re reviewing. I'm I'm going to be the, the one that wins that competition from the Canon stall. I'm going to get that. Ask <laughs> did, you mine. did you enter that competition? <laughs> I did enter it. Why would oh, I not? Is, is camera and lens the R6 Mark II? You got to be in it to win it, right? You should have entered it for me. You should have told me about that. And just exactly. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was too Always... excited for myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're afraid that I would win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good stuff. Always, always worth entering a competition, don't you think? Sarah? It is definitely. It Which is. In, does it not? It, it's very hard, nicely. Right? It, it very does. nicely. It does because we have a competition. Uh, woo, we. Woo. We have a competition. We have teamed up with uh, the gadgetbag.co.uk and we are going to be offering, we're up for grabs, our five prizes of £100 worth of Newell products. And you're going to be saying, Newell, what do Newell do? Well, Newell do, they do Canon battery grips. They do Nikon battery grips, Sony battery grips. They do camera bags. They do camera remote control, remotes. They do uh, batteries. They do LED lighting. They do ring lights. Were lights. those were those the batteries that had the uh, USB connection straight in, so you yes. just charge it? Yes, those yeah. guys. Yeah, yes, exactly. I like the idea okay. of those batteries. So we've got chargers, we've got power kits. Okay, now now there are a hundred pounds worth of prizes, and it's five prizes up for grabs. Okay, okay, so that's cool. We, that is cool. Okay, now we are very pleased um, that we've got Paul Genge from the gadgetbag.co.uk uk who's gonna have a chat about um what gadget bag do because um there's some really cracking stuff that that it doesn't matter what camera brand that you use um their products will work with as third party with every camera brand okay so we're gonna have a chat with uh with uh, paul at photo tech 
Okay, so Paul, um, thank you very much for joining us. We've got Paul from the Gadget Bag from gadgetbag.co.uk and we've got a fantastic competition coming up. But Paul, before we do, tell us um what Gadget Bag do, because I think this is going to be of interest to all photographers and all videographers out there. Yeah, so um thank you, Cam. Uh, the Gadget Bag is um is our own website for sales of uh, the products that Phototech imports. So um, it's just gone live. It's on a new little uh, shopping platform. And um, we're just building a, a TikTok shop for it as well. Um, we sell the Newell brand primarily, uh, which is the, the range of batteries and chargers, and what have you, which is where we got chatting that time at the photography show last year. We did. Yeah, yep, we did. Um, uh, so Newell is a, a brand of chargers, batteries, LED lighting, camera grips, all manner of different things, remote controls and what have you. Um, the biggest brand that we look after, uh, there's also Spud's lens cloths and various things that we also take care of here. And we're just about adding uh, Vanguard tripods and um, bags and, and what have you as well. Ah, cool. So uh, it's it's all going on. We're, we're very busy at the minute. Yeah, well, that's good, though, isn't it? Busy is good. Yeah. Yes. It's always good to see it's always good to see a retailer like this actually and somebody new coming on actually. I like the name. I like Gadget Bag. And we, we always <laughs> talk about uh, we love gadgets here, as all photographers do. We're all uh, geeks in that way, really, aren't we? And Cam <laughs> does like a bag as well. I yes. do like I do like a good camera bag. Every time, I think I, I, there's a bit of a um, obsession for camera bags with gadget bags with um with photographers. I know most people have got three, four, five multiple camera bags because uh, no one of them is ever perfect for every job and the amount of kit you need to carry. I know because we were at the society show and uh, uh, recently and um, I was, it, in fact, there were so few bags there actually, which I was really disappointed. And I was looking at a couple, I just wanted them to work. But it's <laughs> probably for the best cam. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need another bag. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. Well, I have got a shoot in London over the next couple of days and I could, and I've actually taken all my stuff out and put it into another bag. Yeah. Everything in there. So, you know, oh, I should have bought, oh, I, should, I really wish, you know, I bought another bag, but it just wasn't right. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like what they've uh, got on Gadget Bag. But we, we've got this great competition. And Paul, you're very kindly offering um, uh, some uh, a great prize for this. Just tell us what the prize actually is. Well, what we're going to do is give 10 of your listeners uh a prize of a hundred pounds to spend on any Newell product of their choosing. So awesome. all the vast range of Newell batteries, chargers, uh, grips, and, and so on, with compatibility across practically every manufacturer. So we're regardless of whether you're a, a Canon, a Nikon, a Sony, or an OM system, or Fujifilm, or whoever you're using, we will have accessories compatible with uh, your camera. And what we're going to do is give 10 listeners £100 to spend on what they would like to use. And that includes the lighting as well and, and what have you. Uh, if there's something they'd like that's more expensive than £100, we'll just offer it as a discount of £100 off of whatever they want to, to uh, end up taking. Um, the, the product that we've got that's incredibly popular at the moment, we've just launched a range of USB-C onboard rechargeable batteries i like these mark likes these yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're fantastic didn't i show them to you at uh, you did you did. I did you did so we just at that stage launched a couple of uh fitments i think it was canon lpe6 and nikon enel 15s 
at the time, and the Sony FZ100, of course. But since then, we've added um, the Fujifilm W235. We've got two versions of Sony's NPF fitting, which is popular with uh, videographers for, for monitors, for LED lights, for yeah. a whole host of different things, the N NPF batteries. Yeah. So, um, the Olympus, well, I shouldn't say Olympus, OM system. <laughs> it's hard to say it though, isn't it? It's hard to, yeah. Force of habit, 30 yeah. years in the industry and you just can't stop. <laughs> yeah, it. I know, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the BLX fitting uh, for the new OM1, fantastic camera they've got there, and um, and a couple of others. So the uh, older Nikon um, ENEL3 and, and what have you. So there's a range of those. And, and the benefit of these is now many manufacturers are not including a charger in the box when you buy the camera. Mm. So mm. to have USB-C on the battery means no charger is needed. You can travel smaller, lighter, and you can just top up your battery on the go from, an, say, another battery where you've got one of these um, battery tank sort of uh, large capacity batteries or your laptop or just a, a USB socket. Emergency in the car on the way to the shoot when you exactly. forgot to do it. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all, all been, been there. there. Got, no. got it. Exactly that. Obviously, with USB-C, the, there are varying um, wattages that uh, you can put out of a charge port. Mm. So the higher the capacity, these power delivery specific chargers will recharge your battery quicker. But yeah. the point is you can plug it into practically anything. So mm. wherever you are, you can just put a bit of extra power back into your battery. That's, that's really cool. What sort of milliamp hours are we looking at for these? I mean, what's the sort of capacity? Because normally when you think of sort of third party batteries, you know, they're not as good as the main brands or whatever, but uh, I don't think that's the case here, is it? It's not the case. We warranty, first of all, all your uh, new product with a 40 month warranty. So that's over three year warranty. That's cool. Anything you buy from Newell. But also with these, the capacity of the actual batteries in the in the main camera batteries, 2300 milliamp hours. The ones that are bigger are the two NPF uh, Sony fittings. They're pretty large, 3700 and something else, I think, 5700 from memory. Um, uh -huh. So they're large. But in terms of, say, uh, the Canon LPE6, a very popular one, 2300 milliamp hours on the newer USB-Cs. That's good. And that's larger than the original Canon battery. And uh, just to, to make everyone aware, there are very few actual cell, original cell manufacturers in the world. And the camera brands are not one of those. So they actually mm -hmm. are sourcing the cells themselves from other battery specialists. And yeah. in the case of our batteries, that comes from LG Chem. You must have heard of LG. Mm, yeah. Their, their chemical chemistry uh, division is LG Chem. We source the cells for these particular batteries from them, which coincidentally is the same place that the camera manufacturers go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are very, very high quality. I wonder why that. So I'm looking, I mean, I've got a Canon battery here. This came with my R6. So it's a, it's a new one. Uh, and the milliamps here is 2130. So it's, Quite a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Quite, quite a bit. It really different. is. That's right. Yeah. And, so and I know some. Shall I explain that a little bit further for you? Because it gives a bit of insight for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything has a price. And when you're a manufacturer of a uh, uh, camera brand, the box contents have an overall value, um, and which 
not all of it is within your own control because you are sourcing a lot of that from other places. Canon do not make lens caps. Canon do not make lens hoods. Canon yeah. do not make batteries. Canon do not make the strap. So on and so on and so on. So and I can tell you all this because for those that might recognize my name, uh, 30 years in the industry, including launching Sony Alpha um, and working at Red and various places. So yeah, yeah. some people will have known me prior to my having my own uh, businesses. Um, we know at Sony uh, the, the box value of all of its various contents has to reach a, a certain price point to be able to be profitable. Mm. And so all the manufacturers work to a price point. Um, the batteries being sourced, if you want continuity of supply, you want vast numbers of them regularly, constantly, and you can't afford to be without them, then you buy in what is a mid-range product, which gives you the price point and the continuity of supply. When you're working for a premium product like we are with Newell, we can uh, source fewer batteries. We don't sell as many as Canon because obviously Canon have to have not only one to every box of, of a new camera that they sell, but also the, the back supply of all the additional batteries they're going to sell on top. But um, uh, we obviously don't sell as many, but what we want to do is sell high quality, premium at a slightly better price or in some cases slightly more expensive than the manufacturer's original so we can afford to buy better cells but they're all coming out of the same factory largely um yeah. in the case of uh, some of our broadcast batteries the v-mount v-lock fitting uh, batteries we source uh, cells from tesla so we have tesla mm -hmm. batteries inside two of our top of the range v-mount battery so newell is a very high quality manufacturer and that's why it's all backed by that 40-month warranty wow, wow, yeah, that's, wow. Really that's, that's really cool because then Sorry, i was going to say that, so that i know that some photographers they're, they're they're sometimes a bit reluctant or a bit wary of maybe third party uh, uh brands and batteries no i'm sticking with canon i'm sticking with nikon no mm. but it's the i mean i've always used sort of third party ones and there's never any issues and something like yeah. this does sound uh, well it is incredibly reliable and when we saw them and with the whole charging thing it was like yeah we go I love yeah, the charging thing. that's just so it's obvious um, almost yeah. you know, and the yeah. fact that they're all a higher capacity as well well with the right, uh, the, yeah. the milliamps they're, they're all 23 um yeah. to 2300 yeah. whether it's a canon or or yeah. the or the fuji film one or, or yeah. whatever you know that that it's it, that's really really cool yeah yeah. yeah. And what about things like, I mean, you know, uh, like other performances, you know, how do they perform in different temperatures, that type of thing? You know, where are we at with uh, that, that, that type of thing? Because I know a lot of people might think, well, you know, you know, what, what if they get cold or yeah. going into traveling with high temperatures, that type of thing? Where are we at, where are we at with things like temperature? I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Cam, because temperature range of uh, the battery is something that need people need to be aware of. Um, the cameras now are dual purpose you record photo and video mm, on yeah. these devices and the video uh, aspect often puts a very heavy strain on the battery because it's needing that power constantly it does and with mirrorless cameras now also um if you're not aware the the monitor doesn't actually use as much power as the viewfinder the viewfinder draws a lot more current out of the battery than the, the monitor on the back of the camera, albeit it's smaller and what have you. The reason for that is the, the OLED inside the majority of them. Um, so all of this additional power drain, people, uh, we were chatting at TPS to many people 
coming up from uh, Canon EOS DSLRs that they've been very happy with for a number of years. And they bought their first mirrorless R series, you know, R5, R6, R3 in some cases, whatever it might be. Um, and they're using the same batteries that they've used quite happily on a 5D or a 6D or what have you uh, for the last number of years. And they're finding, hang on a minute, my battery's just not lasting as long as it used to. And their mirrorless camera is consuming far more power uh, in, its, in its operations than their older DSLR. And they're surprised right. by that. So they're then looking for an additional battery. Now, you're quite right about what you said a moment ago. There are varying degrees of quality of battery. And some of the cheaper Chinese only ones that you find on Amazon and eBay and what have you, people buy them thinking they're getting a bargain and they don't last and they don't last right. either in terms of usage, but also it does longevity. So they last 18 months or something and yeah. they're just not performing as they ought to anymore. And, and that's not where Newell is at. We're, we're a mark well above all of that. You will not get that problem with, with ours. But when it comes to temperature, we've got a range of uh, supercell batteries, we call them supercell, um, which operate in a wider temperature range. Perfect for people doing astrophotography at night, long exposures, the camera's held open for many minutes sometimes, and you need that battery to be performing at its peak where it's holding the camera open, the shutter's open, the sensor's working live, you don't want um, it shutting off or the power curve fluctuating. So these batteries are designed specifically to work down to minus 20 degrees. And then in video, where you're, say, Jeremy Clarkson sitting in a car talking to camera, you've got the aircon switched off because you can't have that on the audio track. Mm, right. um, and it's sitting behind glass and it's not getting any ventilation and it's recording for long periods. So it gets hot. So the other end of the range, um, up to plus 90 degrees. Wow. Neural sense uh, range. So that's a, an operating range of 110 degrees Celsius variance from its coldest to its hottest. So it's perfect for landscape, wildlife, where you're, you're traveling to extreme locations of cold or hot, or astro, as I said, or video. So that's the Newell Supercells. We've got those in four different fittings, Canon, Sony, Nikon, and Panasonic. Wow, that's really cool. That's I mean, my, really my, my phone's packed in for being too hot sometimes, just yeah. by being in the car. So yeah, uh, yeah that's, and I, I can't imagine it was 90 degrees in the car. So uh, that's that's really good. That's right, yeah. Well, that's an iPhone for you. Anyway. Well, I'm sure the Samsungs <laughs> okay. have a similar issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Paul, this fantastic prize, you know, um, anyone can, uh, there's a hundred pounds worth of any of the products on that you've got on Gadget Bag up for grabs. Where do they enter this competition? Just go to the website, www.gadgetbag.co.uk. You'll see on the uh, uh, top of the page, competitions, and then there's your logo. So people yeah. can find that. And uh, please come and enter. Uh, there'll be 10 winners. So that's a thousand pounds worth of prizes overall up for yeah, grabs. It's an amazing prize. Amazing so you've got prize. every chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. Got, brilliant. You've got 10 listeners. Oh, I'm sure we've got 10 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, what do they keep? Oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll they'll be, have to just. They'll be fighting for them. Yeah, right, they'll yeah. be fighting. I'm sure they will. That's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. We're going to put some links out um, uh, so people can just be able to click on the link uh, where they see it as well. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, just to remind you again, it's gadgetbag.co.uk and then just go to the tab at the top where it says uh, competition. Click yeah. on there. 
and enter the competition and uh and, and you'll be good to go and hopefully you will be um you know that you'll be able to choose 100 pounds worth of products and obviously I reckon that once you see the stuff that the gadget bag, all the other uh, things that uh, they have to offer, um, that you'll be looking at some other things as well. And Paul, it'd yeah. be really good to get you on a, uh, on another show because I'd really like to talk to you. Well, maybe um, when we announce the winner. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that would be really I'd good. Be um, yeah. I'd like to talk to you things about like the LED lighting, the battery grips that you do for Canon, Nikon, Sony, real crucial stuff. But we'll, we'll let's keep that by for when we announce the winners and. Um, and uh, we'll do that. So thank you so much for coming on, uh, Paul. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Guys, there's just one other thing I wanted to say. Of course. Yes. If there's anything people want to buy, regardless of entering the competition, there's a 15% uh, off discount code of uh, BAR15. Hey. Uh, BAR15. Anything you want to buy, you'll get 15% off. And free shipping within the UK and overseas, uh, we would charge for the postage because it is very expensive now. Of course. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> my careers it's crazy expensive but um so we'll charge for overseas career but uh, anything in the uk is free of charge shipping with 15 percent off the purchase price okay oh, and the, wow. and, and the promo and then the special offer promo code was just tell us again bar, bar 15 bar 15 bar okay 15. how good is that uh thank yes. you paul Thank you guys for listening uh, to uh, us again. Uh, hopefully you've uh, found that valuable with the Canon yeah. product reviews and Mark's COVID and uh, what you should do <laughs> in the event if you're a photographer yeah. and in all seriousness yeah. about making sure that you've got a network of, of photographers that you can call up on. And of course, it's brilliant uh, um, competition being uh, given to us very kindly by gadgetbag.co.uk. Yeah. So do check out their website, everyone, because yeah. it is really good. And as I say, I was really impressed with those batteries when I saw them at the show. So yeah, definitely. Yes worth checking that out guys thank you for listening keep sharing keep liking all the usual stuff and we will see you on the next episode cheers bye for now <laughs>